It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! Hello everyone, and welcome to the Hive, to the Hive Sports Podcast, Talking Real Salt Lake. I'm Ethan Kershaw, joined with Alex Maurer once again. To bring you all things Real Salt Lake this week, which honestly is not too many things. But before we get started, Alex, how are you doing today and uh, how are you doing in the new year? I'm doing good. I've enjoyed my break. I'm ready to get back to class and work and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed my break. What about yourself? Ooh, class, man. That's tough <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I graduated, so I'm actually done with school, which is uh, really, really nice. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to be working right now um, for the time being, but I don't know. It's been nice to have a a little bit of a holiday break. And speaking of a holiday break, that's kind of why you guys didn't hear from us last week. We were just taking some time with our family. It was Christmas. You didn't need to hear from us anyways. There was nothing going on. (laughs) You know, there's really not much going on this week. And uh, today's January 1st, technically the first day of the new year. So, um, you know, we're just we're just dedicated. We just want to bring you everything we uh, we possibly can. But there's, there's really not too much today. Um, no Monarch Minute today, so we're not going to do that. Um, before we jump into the podcast, though, make sure to follow me at Ethan Kershaw 9 on Twitter. Find Alex at Alex Maurer on Twitter. And you can find the Hive Sports at the Hive Sports on Twitter. Follow them if you haven't already. Hit us up with any questions. Um, we know the offseason is a little slow, so uh, we're always here to just respond to you. And, uh, you know, we like to, to talk with the community and uh, see what you guys are up to. So um, diving on into the episode, we're just going to go ahead and start off with the uh, the first bit of news it it's um you know not maybe a little bit of a surprise for some of us but um justin merrim has uh, officially made the decision to re-sign with the team news came out um a couple days ago that he has verbally agreed to an extension um, i'm not sure on all the details of the the deal um i I would guess it's like a one-year deal. Do you have any details on this, Alex? No, the club hasn't really released anything yet. Super specific. I doubt we'll see that for quite a while. But it is good news to see he's back. I have to imagine he's going to be on a much lower number than he was previously. He yes. was like one of the top 10 paid guys on the team at right around 500000 which is a heavy cap hit for a guy who I think is best utilized as a super sub. So hopefully that you know number comes down a little bit for rsl in their cap situation but i think he's a good guy to have he also seems like a really good locker room presence throughout this playoff run that we had he always kind of seemed to be at the forefront of a lot of those um raucous videos um <laughs> and so you know excited yeah. to keep a guy like that around yeah definitely um me, me personally and I, I think most of rsl nation I should probably agree that this guy should be coming off the bench at the ripe old age of 33 years old. Um, you know, he, he did pretty good coming off the bench for us, uh, especially near the end of this season. Um, as a starter, he was um, somewhat inconsistent, I would say. But um, for a 33-year-old at times showed, um, you know, a, a bit of pace um, for, for his age, I guess you could say. Um, I like him coming off the bench unless we deal with injuries. Alex... I'm guessing you agree with me on right this. around the same lines. Yeah. And then he was a guy that, you know, was rumored just a couple weeks ago to be going elsewhere in MLS. So to keep him around, I mean, it's, it's, it's 
you know, not, not the, hopefully not the biggest move we make this year, but a, a good one. And one that I think will help keep our roster fairly balanced, especially if we lose a guy like, I don't know, Albert Rusnak perhaps, but I don't know. Do we have more on that? <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, that is a, a little leading question for you. That is a scary thing to think about. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, there's a lot of unsurety about Albert Rusnak. This week, lots of rumors swirling about from many different sources. Lots of people on Twitter saying, hey, I have a source that has uh, given me information that Albert is really considering signing with the Seattle Sounders. Um, yeah. That would be a, a big punch to the gut for us. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on this potential move for Albert? Yeah, so the reports are coming from Nico Moreno and Jeremiah O'Shan, O'Shan from Sounders at Heart, which is a you know, a local thing in Seattle that covers the Sounders. And they're pretty good with this kind of stuff. So it's yeah. a little worrying. And also, if you look at the pipeline from Garth to Craig to Freddie, it makes a lot of sense. There are a lot of guys there that know Albert very, very well. And mm -hmm. clearly, I mean, Craig was the guy that brought him in and Fred was a guy, Freddie was a guy that built the team around him. So, I mean, clearly they they see a lot of potential into him. And I think, unfortunately, like, I hate to say it, but he would make the Sounders incredible. I mean, a front three of Rui Diaz, Lodero, and Rusnak is 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 formidable. So it's it makes a lot of sense when you see the base rumor, especially when you hear kind of rumblings that we can't sign him to a DP deal because of no ownership. However, I think we've heard enough from guys like John Kimball and places like the town hall that the league would allow us to sign him to a DP deal, even though we don't have an owner. So I don't really see that being a problem. So for me, it just, it doesn't really make sense why Albert would want to leave, especially because, yeah. you know, he's making a DP salary now of around $2 million and the reports out of Seattle are saying that he would come on a TAM deal. So he'd be taking a, a huge pay cut, like 400, $500,000 just to go play in mm -hmm. Seattle. And like everything outwardly that we've seen from Albert shows that he wants to be here. I think he takes the captaincy really seriously. And I think he has said in all of his post games, you know, throughout the playoff run. And when he missed games, he was talking about how much he wanted to be there. And, you know, maybe that's all just fluff and, and meaningless when it comes down to, you know, the brass tacks of signing a contract, but I do think it means something. And I think from having, you know, questioned him in, you know, post games and things like that and seeing his reaction. I think this is a place that he wants to be. And I think he's said all along that he wants to get a contract extension here. He wants to get it done. And that's why I'm really confused as to why it hasn't happened yet from the RSL side. If you're the front office, why did this not get done months ago? I mean, I guess there's maybe Albert wants a huge raise that he's not getting, but then that isn't consistent with these rumors that he would take a huge pay cut. Maybe, you know, he wants a different role within the team, but, Pablo has been obviously very vocal about getting the most out of him wherever he feels comfortable. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. He's getting right into like his prime years. So I don't think we would want to lose him, especially on a free transfer. There's right. just, it, it doesn't make sense to me why he hasn't already been given a contract extension. If it's not for something like a huge raise, but why would he go to Seattle then for a TAM contract? It doesn't make sense. So I think, this I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to go to Seattle. I think he's going to stay here, and I think a deal is going to get done. This is probably pressure from him to get a deal done faster, but you can't argue that there are definite links to Seattle that are incredibly strong, frankly, with three of our top FO guys there 
now that we're you know here within the last 10 years so it's yeah it's definitely worrying because i do think he is one of the best players on the roster i mean since he got to mos he's got 41 goals 39 assists over 140 appearances he was like the most minutes logged player last year so clearly he's you know a focal point of the team and he would be incredibly hard to replace you look at guys around the league that sign for huge dollars like you know maybe insignia comes in place here but other guys around the league like barco and um pity martinez like just because you spend 15 million on a guy doesn't mean he can provide you with the kind of stability that a guy like albert does so it is it's worrying but i don't think there's enough to it that would have me seriously considering that he won't stay here i guess i don't know i've rambled on but i just i I feel like the fo if an extension is the reason if we're still if an extension hasn't been done and that's what albert wants and that's what we want i I don't know where the uh, i don't know i don't know where the distractions come from or where the the snags come from in that because he's already making over the roster limit so his his roster hit's going to be the same regardless so there's no point in and i don't know and not giving him a raise what do you think um, I, I think it's definitely scary. It's something that could potentially happen. Um, the only the only thing I could think of, I, I feel like he's got a pretty solid relationship with Pablo. Um, I feel like he genuinely um, likes the other guys on the team and likes his teammates. Um, and, you know, it, it partially could be due to the fact that this guy, Albert's just really a, a fiery guy by nature. We, we see it in the press conference every time we talk to him. He's, he's a very fiery dude, very passionate about, you know, his game and how he plays. And in the press conferences, he doesn't let up. He, he puts his heart on his sleeve and he goes completely at the issue and he doesn't leave anything unsaid. Um, part of me wonders a little bit if maybe he's, he's somewhat dissatisfied with the inconsistency of the team. You know, uh, looking at Seattle, they're a powerhouse. They're not a small market team like Real Salt Lake. They're a bigger market team for sure. They bring in lots of talent. Look at their roster. Like you had already mentioned, you know, Raul Rui Diaz. They got Lodero. They got even guys like Jordan Morris, Freddie Montero, um, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like Gamar. They've got some guys on their team that, that are very experienced and very good, very talented. And so first part of me wonders, you know, maybe he's a little frustrated. Maybe he wants to go over there. You mentioned the connections he has. It's a very big possibility. But I want to flip this around at another perspective. And I want you to answer this question for me. Um, you know, it, it's possible he goes there. We mentioned all the talent. I left out guys like Christian Roldan and, uh, and Joao Paulo. Um, but those guys, you know, Jordan Morris, Freddie Montero, Raul Rui Diaz, Nico Lodero comes back fully healthy next year. You know, you got to fit in Alex Roldan, Christian Roldan's brother, who's played a fantastic season last year. Like, Honestly, I, I love Albert Rusnak, and he's fantastic, and he deserves to start on this team. But is there a chance that maybe he doesn't start consistently with Seattle if he ends up going there? I, I don't think so. I think he's good enough. I think he's better than a lot of the guys listed, and I think he would command a starting role if he went there. And it, in a similar vein to my thoughts on Freddie leaving for Seattle, I wouldn't blame him. Like For all of the reasons you just mentioned, it would be a fantastic opportunity for him if they want yeah. him and he's willing to take a pay cut or maybe those reports are wrong and he's willing to maintain his current salary and play there if his aspirations are europe he has a much better chance in my personal opinion of attaining an offer from a european club or you know south america wherever he may want to go i don't know where his (laughs) his hopes and dreams lie but if he wants to you you need to move to a place like seattle to get bigger eyes on your games i don't think there's any 
you know, I don't think I'm saying anything that no RSL fan kind of knows deep within themselves. Mm -hmm. Like playing here, you have a harder time being exposed to, you know, scouts and national team games and things like that. And so if you are playing for a big club, playing well, winning trophies and being a major part of that team, you're going to get more eyes on you and you're going to have more opportunities. Not that there aren't opportunities at Real Salt Lake. Obviously, Saverino is doing incredible things in Brazil and he's going to make us a huge chunk of money when he gets sold on and we have a sell-on fee and it's going to be awesome. But I, I, I just personally, I wouldn't blame Albert if he wanted to go this way. And so it's one of, I think that's where it becomes so frustrating for me is that from a cap point, there's every reason in the world to get an Albert deal done and extended because he's, as a DP player, anything he makes above what he's already making won't ca- count against the cap. It's just going to count against mm-hmm. the new owner. Right. You, he's clearly a team first guy. He's, you know, the captain for as much as, you know, some of us wish it was Demir. He still is that guy. He's the guy that got everybody to, you know, the off your, what am I saying? Uh, preseason early. He rounded up the guys and got everyone training before, you know, they were allowed to do like organized stuff. Mm-hmm. he's the first to step up in every hard situation in like press conferences after a big loss. He's always there to speak to the media and he, and he performs. He's a great player. He had, you know, a bunch of goals and assists this year after he had a rough run of form leading up to the Slovakia non call up, I guess. And then after yeah. that point, he was it's, it's Demir and then maybe Aaron Herrera who had a horrible playoff stretch. And then it's Albert for me in terms of our best players. So it's, it's something that, it would make so little sense to me if we let him get away, especially on a free without a transfer fee, which we've seen so many times that it would seriously, seriously deserve questioning of the front office if they can't find a way to get him re-signed. And it should have been done before the playoffs ended. It should have happened a long time ago, in my opinion. And the fact that he said it, I think on the ground in Portland, right after we lost that playoff game, I think he said he wanted to be back in, I can't remember the way he phrased yep. it, but he, he wants to be here. So I can't believe why it hasn't been done, I guess. Yeah. When there's so yeah. many reasons to do it and so few reasons to let him leave that, I don't know, maybe the league is not as willing to work with the team as, you know, a guy like John Kimball has said they have been. And a guy like Elliot Falls says we've been given pretty much free reign to just work silently on our own and do our own thing. But maybe that's changed. Maybe the league is against us and they want to see him in Seattle. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be something to watch. And if he does leave, I think there are going to be deserved questions asked of the front office. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit mind boggling. I agree with you on, on how this hasn't already gotten done. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that this is obviously a bad deal, but if you're speculating, you're looking at a, a team, Real Salt Lake, with no Albert Rusnak, and kind of what that looks like. Um, obviously, we had a chance to, to see that in Seattle um, through the playoffs even. Yeah, we won two playoff Seattle. games without him, and then he came back yeah. and all of a sudden we followed apart. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think <laughs> that's the reason for and, that. But I think it was a small No. And, and you know, we, we saw the team, obviously, without him. And, um, you know, obviously not the strongest of performances in those games, but we, we won. We won the games. Um, and Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, it's, it's if, a really fair point. If, if you're looking for like-for-like like changes – you're looking down the roster, and I'm going to be honest with you, you don't see a lot of guys that you're just like, oh, yeah, we yeah. can slot this guy in for, for Albert at the same position. Here's here's a thought. Now, obviously, we're going to need to maybe go out and find another guy that can play like a right mid, right wing position. But um, I think with some training, I think that Jonathan Menendez could be that guy. 
Yeah, and I think that's a role we saw him a little bit in throughout the playoffs, drifting more centrally. Yeah. And I I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to make any like declarative statements about Menendez, but I have been fairly underwhelmed from what yes. I saw in the late regular season through the playoff run. He just didn't seem to provide the creativity or the control on the ball that I would necessarily think would be necessary for a 10, especially if we went full-time to the three, five, two working with those kind of dual operating tens. I don't know. Johnny Menendez. I'm a little cool on, mm-hmm. I would rather see, I don't know. He's I, I, you, you spend so much money and try to go fill these guys' shoes yeah. from guys outside the league. And it's, it's difficult to do. So I don't know. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself considering replacing Albert before he's even left. I don't think he will. Again, I hope he stays. I think he's going to stay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I, I like to your point, I don't think there's anyone on the roster that comes in and can do what he does. Menendez is probably the closest fit, but I don't know that I've seen enough from him that I would want to hinge the bets of our season on it. I, I agree with you. You know, it's a difficult position. Maybe you throw Crylock in that position. He's played there every now and then, but I haven't looked his best. I, I think you know, we agree that Krylock probably looks his best playing up top. But, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways you could spin it, a lot of different ways you could look at it. We hate to speculate, but it's kind of something we like to do as, you know, as analysts and kind of looking into these type of things. Um, you know, hopefully they, they sign Albert pretty quick sometime soon, and we have news for you guys pretty soon about that signing. That would be fantastic. They being Real Salt Lake, hopefully. Yes. Let's just clear that right up. There's been too oh, much slander on the Twitter feed about Albert and how he wouldn't be a loss for oh, the yeah. team. He would be a monumental loss for the team if we were for not sure. able to re-sign Albert. I want to make that abundantly clear. Yep, He would be a huge loss for the team. Not that we would be a terrible team and become <laughs> the Chicago Fire overnight, but he would be a major <laughs> loss for the club if we were to lose Albert. Yep, I completely agree. Um, you know, uh, other... Little thing that's going around in the league right now um, appears that Lorenzo Insigne and Toronto FC have agreed to a deal to send Insigne from Napoli over to Toronto FC um, in the summertime of 2022. Um, A huge blockbuster move, mega deal, lots and lots of money involved. Um, I've watched Insigne play for Italy um, as well as Napoli. Uh, He's a very technically sound player, um, very small, very quick. And um, not extremely old. I, I can't remember the exact age. I want to say he's like, I think he's like 30 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. I, I hear you clicking away on buttons he is over there. 30 I, years old. Okay, well, I got years old. <laughs> But, it. you know, uh, big, big news um, for the MLS. Um, you know, it's we've seen a lot of guys come over from Europe and flop. The big MLS. guys, like big names. My goodness. But, you know, I, I think Insigne could do something big and, you know, fortunately for Real, unfortunately for us as like viewers, like I really wanted to go see Insigne once I heard about this deal. So, of course, I checked the Real schedule. We play Toronto once this next year and it's at home, but it's before the summer. So he won't be there yet, unfortunately for us, fortunately for Real Salt Lake. But a uh, big splash move. Do you have any uh, uh, thoughts on this signing? I, I know we're a Real Salt Lake oriented podcast, but kind of getting off, off topic here a little bit, but it's a big thing for the MLS regardless. I think you're a Euro snob that says the MLS instead of just MLS. How hey, dare man. you, sir? I think Bob Bradley's spoiled and he's going to have an easy time in Toronto when he gets a bajillion dollar player. But no, I think it's cool for the league. More big players is going to be great, but it's also going to further the chasm between the haves and the have nots um i I don't know i think i think it's gonna be awesome like the more good players that come to the league is it's rising tides raises all ships yeah but i think we're gonna see 
sooner rather than later when you can't compete with a roster that spends like Toronto. But maybe we've been saying yeah. that for a really long time and Atlanta hasn't won an MLS Cup in a while, so maybe I'm wrong. But sure. <laughs> I think it's I think it's bound to to happen at some point. But the, I don't think this move is necessarily indicative of that. Just you know, one more pebble in uh, I don't know what's a phrase that works with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One more, uh, one more pebble, pebble in the, in the bottom of the sea. Yeah, I know. I think that's where I was go. going, but it wasn't. It doesn't really make <laughs> sense, does it? But yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, it'll it'll be uh, real interesting, and you know, obviously exciting. Hopefully, Real Soli can drop some random marquee signing at some point like that. But we don't have enough money to do that. We'll see. Maybe one day. But um, you know, that's that's really it for me. I can't think of anything else we've missed. Alex, anything we we missed? Uh, on your oh, Jordan Allen is coming to. No be the head coach of the U-17s, which is pretty dope. Uh, Jordan Allen, for those that don't know, was one of the homegrowns in the Justin Glad, Bofo Saucedo, Danny Acosta, Aaron Herrera age group. So he unfortunately did not have a long-lasting career because of injury concerns. But he is a dude that is super smart from everyone that I've heard around the club talk about him. And that is a really exciting thing. It came from the Arnold Reisenberg interview on Clarity Cobalt. Um, bleeding Claret and Cobalt. If you haven't listened mm-hmm. to that, you should go give it a listen because it's great. And Arnold is a must listen and all that he does. Um, but yeah, they talked a lot about the Academy and changing how we're going to focus those players moving up from the Monarchs to the first team. And pretty much exactly what I wanted to hear from that interview is somebody that thinks the team has misused the Monarchs for like the last seven years. Yeah. So yeah, Jordan Allen will be a cool addition to the front office and excited to see what he brings to the Academy. Yeah, excited for Jordan. Uh, obviously, difficult time with Real Salt Lake, uh, kind of a career plagued with injuries. I feel like every time I looked at the injury report when he was with the team, it was like he was there like every single time. Yeah, but when guy. he wasn't, but, um, he was awesome. That's true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, anything else Anything else you've forgotten, Alex? That's it. That's all I got. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Really appreciate your time listening to the podcast today. Remember, if you have any questions or inquiries, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at Ethan Kershaw 9 and at Alex Mauer is where you can find us. And then make sure to follow the Hive Sports at the Hive Sports. Um, we'll be talking to you guys next week, bringing you guys hopefully some more news. Um, not too much, obviously, this week, but um, maybe some some bigger pieces of news and some splash signings to come in the future. Again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you all are enjoying your holidays and time with your family, and we will talk to you all later. See ya. The HiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. The HiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.